This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Like the kōkako, the saddleback, or tieke, belongs to the New Zealand wattlebird family. A family to which the huia belonged and which has been established in this country since ancient times, much longer than most of our other birds. The saddleback takes its name from the bright reddish saddle on its back, which according to legend is the mark of Maui's hand. Sadly, this attractive bird has disappeared from the main islands and exists only on a few offshore islands, carefully chosen locations for resettlement away from predators, which appears to have saved the tieke from total extinction. or chaos, we can construct and nurture community or fall into chaos. Over the next hour, Marvin Hubbard hosts conversations toward creating a fairer, more equal society. Community or chaos is made possible with the support of Quakers Aotearoa. You'll find them online at quaker.org.nz. Good morning, Stefan. How are you? Good, thank you. We're talking with Professor Stefan Zunas, who uh, teaches international relations at the University of San Francisco, specializing in the Middle East politics and U.S. foreign policy, but also specializes in strategic nonviolent action, both teaching about nonviolent action and also leading nonviolent action at various times. And he's a navigator of people power movements. Um, very briefly, could you talk about the midterm elections and uh, what they are? Because it's something that it's fairly complicated unless you grew up in, in the United States. Well, the presidential term is uh, every four years. Sure. Uh, in the um, lower house of Congress, that is the House of Representatives, um, uh, they are elected every two years. The Senate is, uh, uh, senators are elected uh, every six years, uh, divide in, in three uh, on even years. And so uh, this year, 2022, is what's considered a, a midterm election. It is in the middle of the term of the president in which all members of the House and one-third of the members of the uh, Senate um, are running. Uh, this it's uh, Traditionally, uh, there is some kind of uh, backlash about the, 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 uh, uh, the party that is in, in power. That is, if it's a Democratic administration, there tends, it tends to be uh, the mid-year, midterm elections tend to be a good year for Republicans. If it's a Republican administration, it tends to be a um, a good year for Democrats. The opposition party uh, generally uh, picks up a good uh, 30 seats on average uh, in the uh, 435 okay. uh, member uh, house, uh, sometimes more. You have two houses, um, don't you? Pardon? You have two houses, don't you? Yes, yes. In the Senate, similarly, there are, are pickups 
know, of um, you know, five to eight in the in the Senate as well. Does the House and Congress have to agree on bills? Can you they, uh, do they act alone or do they act together? Well, you have to both, both houses have to approve of a piece of legislation uh, before it can be sent to the desk of the president, uh, who can either sign it or veto it. Uh, the veto can be overridden by a two-thirds majority of both houses. And while the president has quite a bit of executive power, uh, you know more so than you'd find, say, a prime minister might have in, in a parliamentary system, uh, uh, and they, you know, they can take a number of executive actions. Most laws do have to go through Congress. Uh, there's not the kind of strict party loyalty you find in most parliamentary systems, though increasingly so uh, in the U.S. The, people, the, the members of the two parties have voted on uh, uh, mostly on party lines. The uh, w one obstacle is that uh, the, there's a procedure in the Senate known as the filibuster, uh, where you would, you need uh, actually a um, a, a, a um, three-fifths majority, that is 60 um, senators, to agree to even move a bill forward. Traditionally, the filibuster is only used in some very, very uh, important, controversial uh, pieces of legislation. Uh, but since the Republicans have become the majority, they've begun to abuse it and have essentially prevented any legislation whatsoever uh, from uh, getting, getting passed. Uh, and so even though uh, the Democrats have had both the presidency and both houses of Congress in the past couple of years. Uh, Biden has had a hard time getting much legislation through. There are a couple of exceptions uh, that, uh, the, that in certain budgetary things, uh, you can uh, get a, um, you can win with a, a simple majority. And while judgeships were traditionally those that did need a, 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 um, uh, two-thirds uh, support from the the Senate. Um, the the re Republicans changed it when they are in power to a simple majority, and the Democrats have uh, continued that uh, process as well. Was that a smart move on the Democrats to continue that? It's the only way they could get any judges through. Oh, Again, it used to be that uh, judges were people who would vote vote against judges only if they were really seen as as uh, extreme ideologically too far left or too far right or somehow were not seen as qualified uh, for uh, the position which would sometimes happen uh, but uh, it's gotten to the point where the, the Republicans will automatically vote against any Democratic judge no matter uh, how um, well qualified or how moderate they may be, uh, whereas when they've been in the majority and there's been a, a Republican president, they push through judgeships of people who are, uh, quite frankly, uh, not, you know, not not only ideologically extreme, but by almost any measures, did, did not have the experience or demeanor uh, to actually be a federal judge, which is a lifetime appointment. Uh, I mean, it's really... Um, quite striking actually also the senior positions to be uh, an appeals court judge or particularly a member of the supreme court uh, that was sort of the, the the tapping off of your career you know after a distinguished legal career published in law journals been on the bench for for decades you know when you're in the 60s or late 50s you, know, you could you could get the the honor of this high high position uh, but because they're lifetime appointments, Republicans have been putting these people in their 30s who've never published anything, you know, that simply, you know, took a hard right ideological line. So it's really, uh, I mean, the judiciary in the United States has taken a very disturbing turn in recent years because of this. Now, 
Why has this particular midterm election been important? Well, the major reason is that uh, the uh, Republican Party is uh, increasingly um, uh, been moving to the right. I mean, the Republican Party used to be a you know, mainstream conservative party like you would find in, in most uh, democratic uh, countries, but now its leadership, quite frankly, is, 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 is much closer to some of the far-right nationalist parties you see in Europe. Uh, and in terms of uh, uh, an extreme anti-immigration uh, 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 view, uh, having some rather openly racist people uh, in, in involved, uh, efforts to, to even uh, 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 impose certain restrictions on, on the kinds of things that teachers can uh, teach in their, in, in, their, in their classes. And most disturbingly, uh, those who, who want to uh, essentially undermine the free and democratic elections. And over, over two-thirds of Republican candidates for federal offices this year uh, be, uh, uh, take Trump's line that the 2020 election was stolen, that Biden is not a legitimate president, that Trump should still be president. They've also really pushed for voter suppression laws that are designed to make it difficult for younger people uh, and, and for uh, people of color to vote. Uh, these are tend to be overwhelmingly Democratic uh, constituencies. And some have quite, you know, quite openly uh, you know, talked about uh, seeing, wanting America to be more like Orban's Hungary, an illiberal democracy, essentially, you know, that, uh, you know, where, um, I've where, where the ruling, uh, ruling party can essentially, uh, you know, have direct control over the, uh, the judiciary, the, the media, and, uh, you know, make it, uh, uh, and, 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 and basically, uh, uh, gerrymander the political districts and things like that. So it's, uh, impossible for the opposition to win. I've heard and so, it. And, and again, another Another reason is that, uh, and this became a big uh, issue this particular year, was that uh, abortion, which had been seen as a constitutional right in this in, in this country since 1973, uh, you know, the um, we suddenly have the um, uh, it was it was a uh, that right was thrown out uh, by the uh, Supreme Court earlier this year, and at this point, about half of the states have outlawed abortion in almost every every case, including. Uh, you know when the the uh, uh, rape incest the life of the mother is threatened mm -hmm. and and uh, and there's concern about cutting back other when that's uh, been put to the, the voters, voters in referendum that hasn't passed has it right and they here that's the interesting part is that uh, in the uh, six states uh, which have had a uh, referenda on abortion uh, uh, three of which tried to um, to outlaw it and and um, uh, and and the, the remainder to to, to uh, guarantee it as a constitutional right. Actually, it's up to eight right now. Right now I believe in every single case, uh, the, um, the, the those supporting abortion rights have won, including in conservative states. So uh, this is a uh, uh, what's odd is that you do have a fair amount of people who vote Republicans, even though they uh, disagree with them on a, a number of uh, important issues, including abortion rights. In part because the Republican Party has been uh, been successful uh, because of the uh, lack of any limits on campaign spending to get huge uh, corporate uh, donors and other wealthy uh, right wing uh, billionaires to put out you know basically lies about uh, um, uh, Democrats, including these very weird attacks and on on cultural issues, especially around uh, the rights of trans people and and. Um, and education about racism in schools and things like that, making real caricatures of uh, of, of what Democrats are trying to do—that they want to uh, uh, 
somehow impose a totalitarian system and, and, and indict a radical um, uh, a radical socialist or even communist agenda, I mean, which is particularly bizarre because um, uh, Biden is actually uh, fairly conservative as, as for a Democrat. I mean, he's, he's very much a centrist. I mean, he'd be in a probably a mainstream liberal party in most uh, most countries. He's, he's, he's not not a uh, not a social democrat, even much less a socialist. But uh, this is a sort of the the, the message that the, uh, the the Republicans and have been uh, putting out there. Have you been surprised by the midterm election results, and what was your first reaction to them? Well, most people, most pundits were surprised. Uh, they expected that um, there would be the normal pickup of at least 30 seats in the House and several in the Senate so that the Republicans would have control of both houses. Uh, the um, and, uh, because, and this is particularly true since Biden is not that popular president. His approval rating is only like 41%. Uh, in addition, you know, we've had, uh, like a lot of countries, uh, the United States has had uh, the highest inflation uh, we've, we've had for more than a generation, uh, and uh, you know there, there are certainly other other issues. And, and you know some people were, were thinking it would be a, a, a tsunami. I mean, that not just a, a Republican wave, but a Republican tsunami with you know losing 50, 60 seats or or, or even more. And instead, uh, as as uh, the hour we're recording this interview. Uh, the uh, Democrats have held on to the Senate, and uh, you know they, they only had a uh, you know a, 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 they only had a majority by by one seat, um, and uh, they'll keep that or even even expand it by by one, and and the House you know the shift in seats is is going to be only uh, eight or ten maybe, uh, now that will be enough to uh, give the Republicans a majority in in the lower house. Uh, since uh, they, they're, the Democrats only have like a, a five-seat uh, uh, majority uh, currently. Um, and I think the reason that it was not nearly as bad for the Democrats as, as many people thought, and I was one of the rare people who predicted this, actually, uh, was that uh, a, a, a number of reasons. One is that they underestimated the turnout of young voters. Young voters, 18 to 20, 18 to 30-year-olds, tend to vote Democratic by a two-to-one margin. Um, and uh, the... Um, and a, a voter turnout by that age group is the lowest of all age groups uh, in the United States. And uh, um, especially in midterm elections, the turnout uh, tends to be less than it is in, in presidential election years. And yet uh, uh, youth turnout uh, tended to be the, uh, 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 the highest in a, a, for a midterm election on record. Um, I, I kind of predicted that, and largely because I am a, I'm a, a, a teach at the university level, and I could sort of see the enthusiasm of my students, and I heard a lot of anecdotal stories about the, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, that there would be a, a pretty high uh, young turnout. Also, slightly higher turnout among minority groups, which are also uh, racial minority groups who do tend to also vote uh, uh, Democratic. I think uh, um, another reason was that abortion did mobilize a lot of women voters. Uh, and and those are sympathetic with with women's rights, and also just the fact, as I mentioned earlier, the Republican Party has gotten scarily right wing. I mean, democracy really was at stake here, and you had a number of moderate Republicans, uh, or even even conservative Republicans, but but conservatives who who believed in democracy, who uh, actually who opposed some of the Republican nominees for for key offices because they were so extreme and 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 basically embraced uh, these rather racist authoritarian. Uh, ideology. So, uh, all that being said, I, I mm. this did you know lead to what for many 
uh, was a surprise result. Um, let me just add, add one thing is that the number, they're still counting uh, the votes in some places, but what it appears to be is that uh, even though the Republicans will probably have a majority, a slim majority in the House of Representatives, the majority of Americans who voted for the House of Representatives voted Democrat. If we had a proportional representation system like uh, most uh, democracies do, um, you know, the Democrats would have won both houses. But that's not how the U.S. system works. Uh, the, um, uh, the U.S. Senate, you have two senators for each state, no matter how large or small. Um, you know, so uh, uh, Wyoming, which has 600,000 know, uh, you know, people, has as many uh, 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 senators as California with 43 million. But uh, you, but but in, in addition, the the House districts are are what we call gerrymandering. That is, that the Republican-dominated state governments, uh, the majority of, of, of governments are state governments in the United States are under Republican leadership, have drawn the maps in such a way that it gives an artificially high number of seats uh, to Republicans uh, over over Democrats. So you'll concentrate all the Democrats in, in, in one or two or three districts and then kind of spread the rest out so Republicans would have a, a majority in, in, in the remainder. And um, while it's illegal to do that on purely racial lines, or, or but, but it, 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 it's unfortunately not illegal to do that for, for uh, political reasons. Now, did, have there been any efforts in the Democratic Party until very recently to make sure that the right to vote was kept and that people were encouraged to register and vote. For instance, if, if I live in, um, in Texas and I don't have a permanent address and, and maybe I don't have a driver's license, can I still vote? No, no, you, you, you need to, uh, th here's another thing about the United States, is that you have to register to vote uh, before you vote, you know, 30 to 60 days before an election. Uh, in a number of states, they made it difficult that you skip an election or two, you have to re-register. Otherwise, uh, even if you still have the same address <laughs> and still have, have an ID, and if you don't have a permanent address or ID, it's, it's, it's virtually impossible uh, to, to vote, and that makes it... Uh, um, Difficult, but both for you know, people who uh, who are uh, uh, maybe temporarily without a home because of, of poverty, homelessness, as you may know, is a big well, issue. Temporary in, in can United be pretty States. long, or or for that matter, in indigenous peoples uh, and and uh, in, in certain areas uh, who who don't have uh, conventional street addresses uh, as 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 you do in in uh, in in, uh, in in most areas. And so, yeah, it, it, you know, it is designed to make it very difficult. And again, for young people who are often transient, uh, you know, for, for other reasons, I mean, it is, um, you know, the system is definitely stacked against uh, those um, who are young, who are poor, who are minority. Is that democratic? It's making it very, very difficult to vote. And, and then there are also, also just uh, some other examples is that um, in, in quite a few states and sort of um, white affluent districts, which tend to go Republican, um, you know, there are plenty of places to vote. The, the lines are short. You can just walk right in. Whereas in poor neighborhoods, minority neighborhoods, those that tend to be uh, democratic, those that are near university campuses, you'll see long, long lines. I mean, people have stayed in line for seven or eight hours to vote. And you know, obviously that discourages people. Um, you know, part of the problem also is that our elections, our elections are on Tuesdays, which is a regular work day. It's not a holiday. And, you know, and if and and, and people with certain uh, you know regular nine to five mm -hmm. jobs or others, you know, it, it, it's okay. you know or, or families or other obligations, it, it makes it it makes it uh, challenging. So, 
And that's one reason we have one of the lowest voter turnouts uh, in the um, uh, uh, among any advanced industrialized democracy, and why it um, you know why, and and why the the uh, the governments that we keep electing uh, politically are tend to be well to the right of the uh, views of the average American. What's the percentage of people who have been to prison in the United States, particularly young black males? In terms of Congress, or, sorry, oh, no, sorry, been no. to prison. In the prison, the prison population is overwhelmingly a minority. I mean, it, 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 has quite it, striking. Here, and here's has another thing: percentage been <laughs> strong enough so it would affect the right to vote. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, felons in most uh, states are denied the right to vote, and, and so since, that might uh, be twenty percent of the population. In some yeah, black America, Black Americans, you know, are are charged. Uh, uh, and and uh, arrested, charged uh, uh, at a higher rate than whites for comparable uh, crimes, and are convicted, um, and in much higher rates uh, than whites. So so you know, I and I, I can tell you many stories of, of my, my peers that I knew in high school that the, if the white middle class uh, a kid got uh, arrested for um, drug possession, they could hire a lawyer and get some kind of plea deal and get off with a misdemeanor or. Uh, or court costs or whatever, whereas the, a, a, a black uh, a black kid you know, with the same kind of drugs, same situation, you know, would be uh, sentenced to years in prison. And among the uh, other inequities of that is that the uh, oh the, the, the white kid could still, still be able to vote for the rest of the life, or the black black kid uh, could could not. And again, multiply that by many other crimes and the and the targeting of young young black uh, of, of, of young black men and things like that. That that definitely uh, makes a difference in states that do have uh, large African American populations. So, the Republicans have actually tried to affect the number of people who can vote and tried to um, actually prevent people that are likely to vote Republican, I mean to vote Democrat or vote not vote Republican from voting. Have the Republican parties exactly. in this exactly. state exactly. where they, they, they They've done that, uh, they've done extensively. And there's no question we would have a Democratic, a larger, a fairly sizable Democratic majority in, in both uh, 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 houses, if that was correct. Indeed, uh, neither uh, Donald Trump nor George W. Bush would, would have been elected. Um, I mean, this is the, in effect, we are living under a minority government. That's quite literal in the sense that uh, George W. Bush's election in 2000 and Donald Trump's uh, election in, uh, two, in uh, okay. uh, 2016, in both cases, their Democratic opponents got millions more votes than the uh, than, than the Republican did in terms of popular vote, but because of this thing we call the Electoral College, where the, the whoever gets the plurality in each state gets the entire uh, electoral votes of those states, uh, you ended up in a situation where the uh, candidate with less votes actually got the majority in Electoral College, therefore became president. There's quite and a bit. The, the, the impact is huge. I mean, look at the Supreme Court, for example which is in the federal court system, it is dominated by judges appointed by Republican presidents who did not get the majority of the vote, and yet they have, uh, 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 and, and, and through them, they have been able to undo what had been long considered constitutional rights. They have um, overturned uh, popular laws passed by uh, Democratic uh, Congresses and 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 uh, and Democratic presidents, and they have upheld uh, certain unpopular Republican laws, which were th had been thrown out by 
previous okay. uh, uh, um, uh, uh, federal courts, because the federal courts are so hmm. stacked with these far right wing judges that have been appointed by minority uh, presidents. I mean, in a certain ways, the United States, we are living under minority rule in this country in certain ways. The president. And, 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 yeah, the, we were not as democratic as the majority of countries which consider themselves democracies. The, there's a strong historical precedent, precedent, isn't there, for people being denied the right to vote. In the 1880s, there was a populist movement um, who was trying to... My, my great-grandfather in Alabama was a tenant farmer. And they were trying to get black and white people together to change the government and lift minimum wages to do other things where working poor people, both black and white, were oppressed. And they brought in a segregation and also denied black people the right to vote in order to stop this movement of economic equality. Yeah, the, the uh, race has long been a tool for divide and rule uh, in this country. And uh, the Republicans have been very good at playing the race card uh, that you know, basically, uh, you know, trying to undermine affirmative action you know, to, you know, and, and indeed instead, the majority of Republicans believe that white males are, are the most oppressed group in America. Instead of, instead of finding out, it seems to me, instead of find, trying to find what people have in common and the common good, they see what people have in differences. Very much divide and rule. The right wing in a lot of countries is actually uses things. The immigrants are coming to take your jobs. The uh, okay. gay and lesbian and trans people are trying to uh, undermine uh, the, the, the family. Uh, the secularists are trying okay. to destroy religion. Uh, I mean, you, you could, uh, you know, the the uh, minority people are, are trying to, to 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 take over this and and, and replace your culture. And I mean, uh, you know, we've seen this, but, but you know, mostly again, again, in like places like 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 Europe and New Zealand, people who talk that way tend to be again on the far right parties. But in, in the United States, it has become the the position of, of one of the two major parties in the United States, including the one which apparently okay. has captured the lower house in, in, in Congress again. Okay, and I this, is, this is quite, quite disturbing uh, on a whole, whole number of levels. I mean, there really is. And, and I'm not one who, who, who goes in hyperbole. In fact, if anything, I've been I've been more cautious than a, a lot of my fellow political scientists on this. But I really am. There really is a threat of authoritarianism in the United States. For the first time in my life, I can really say, you know, there is a threat that the United States could slide into an authoritarian system. Is that why this election was particularly important? Yeah, very, very much so. And um, the fact that it was only a partial Republican victory, I think, is is indicative that they're they're, they're increasing the people who are concerned about this and. And again, that's why, as you noted, the right to, to vote is so important. I mean, when the country was founded, it was only white male property owners, and it was gradually expanded to include non-property owners, and, and eventually expanded uh, a little over 100 years ago to include women. And um, black people weren't fir- uh, firmly uh, guaranteed the right to vote uh, in, uh, until uh, the, uh, as late as the, the mid-60s, at least in, in many southern states. So. Um, you know, this is an ongoing, ongoing battle uh, for uh, you know, not, not just for suffrage, but uh, you know, to to uh, enable you know, that that you know that people that are eligible to vote to 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 be able to and have their votes counted. Okay, I'm going to play a song now, and then we can come back. 
That was We Won't Be Quiet, How About You, Iris Dement, We Won't Be Quiet. We're talking with Professor Stephen Zunis about the American midterm elections and American politics generally. And you can podcast this by going to oar.org.nz and then going to um, podcast and then going to community or chaos. It's, the Democrats lost the House, but um, it was quite a different election than people expected. Does this mean that Legislature is likely to be deadlocked for two years? In many cases, it will be. Um, I mean, it, it used to be that you could usually get bipartisan support uh, for, um, for uh, you know, legislation. Uh, the, um, uh, you know, and there were, you know, uh, you know relatively uh, moderate uh, Republicans, uh, but the Republican Party has gotten more and more hard right, and it's uh, more and more difficult uh, to, to find uh, even a handful who are willing to support uh, legislation uh, supported by uh, by Democrats, and um, there's also another phenomenon that that's come in. I mean, it, uh, obviously uh, there are Democrats who vote against Republican legislations, and Republicans who vote against Democratic legislation because ideologically they they you know, had 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 problems with it, they disagreed with it. I mean, that's fine. That's how uh, legislatures work. But what's interesting is that now in, in recent years has gotten to the point where. Um, that uh, particularly on the Republican side, that they will re refuse to support Democratic legislation uh, simply because it's Democratic legislation. Uh, Obama was famous for uh, getting uh, ideas that were put forward by uh, moderate Republicans and put, uh, that moderate Republicans uh, had, had had endorsed in the past. But once he, he proposed it, uh, the Republicans all voted against it. Uh, they were quite explicit that they wanted to basically uh, make it uh, difficult for him uh, to have any kind of legislative accomplishments. And so it's become hyper-partisan. Again, partisanship is fine, but it becomes hyper-partisan, that it becomes you know, simply a way of what can you do to, to uh, undermine the, the other party, uh, regardless of the merit of the legislation they're putting forward. That's when you get the serious gridlock that, that we've been seeing. And again, this is much more a problem we're seeing with Republicans. Democrats have been more willing to compromise, sometimes too willing to compromise. Well, actually, yeah, Biden didn't get a lot of legislation through because two Democrats voted with the Republicans more often than their own party in the last. Yes, exactly. Uh, they're, 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 Democrats are more likely to cross the aisle than uh, than Republicans are on on on, on certain legislation. Well, particularly things that environmental or economic equality. Yes, unfortunately, one area where there is a fair amount of bipartisanship is, is foreign policy, and uh, while while Biden has been, you know, uh, fairly, you know, uh, good center left, you know, kind of uh, of uh, a domestic agenda, his foreign policy, unfortunately, has been pretty hawkish, and uh, and and, uh, and and it's been the left wing of the Democratic Party that's been in isolation, as the mainstream of the Democratic Party and much of the Republicans uh, tend to, uh, to support uh, the uh, President Biden's more hawkish positions of, of high military spending, supporting Israeli and Moroccan occupations, uh, uh, sending aid to uh, dictatorships, uh, building new nuclear weapons, um, an insanely high military budget, that sort of thing. Did the, um, can you talk about some of the Pacific elections? I'm particularly interested in John Fratterman candidacy for the 
Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a large state uh, on the in the east, but also has a large midwestern section too. Yes, it's a state that uh, is in what uh, what a lot of Americans refer to as the Rust Belt, an area that was prosperous in an earlier stage of industrialization of steel mills and 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 factories, but uh, you know where, where people had uh, you know decent union uh, pay, union jobs uh, and the like, you know, strong working class culture. Um, but uh, as in, in many parts of the industrialized world, uh, uh, both because of technological change as well as the neoliberal model of globalization uh, combined, you know, have meant uh, uh, you know much fewer uh, uh, good-paying uh, union jobs. Um, you know, similarly, coal mining, which was a big thing in in uh, in, in Pennsylvania, that's that's declining for good reasons, but. Uh, uh, but you know, for a number of, of reasons, uh, it, it has uh, the, the the state has in many ways representatives of parts of the upper upper Midwest uh, uh, and 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 elsewhere that have uh, fallen kind of hard times. And unfortunately, you know, this is very much of the kind of demographic that is can can uh, um, can be susceptible to the uh, uh, right wing uh, populism. Do is the working class in America, um, particularly the poor sections of it? feel unrepresented by yeah yeah so I mean, here's the thing you know, I mean, do you it, have many working class uh, congressmen or senators no 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 not many at all i mean uh well, you know, the, you know the, why should the, they, they feel, why should they, they why should they feel represented then yeah the senate senate is in many ways a millionaires club i mean uh, literally mm. i i think 40 this is out surprising they feel frustrated like millionaires um and and, and the thing i think the thing is is that because the united states does not have a social democratic party um, you know, because again, the, the Democratic Party is is, is 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 more center center left. You know, they haven't really put together the kind of economic policies that uh, that people could really really help. They're kind of neoliberal, basically, and and their perspective. And so, without that uh, left wing populism or, or or kind of a that kind of alternative, uh, you know, they are again susceptible to the to the far right. Uh, the, the the related um, you know problem. Um, Problem here is that uh, union membership has declined precipitously in the United States over the past uh, uh, you know, 40 uh, years or so. Uh, barely 12% of American workers are unionized, and over half of those are in middle-class unions, you know, uh, for, for professionals. And so, um, this, um, so you see, so and, and the unions used to be the backbone of the uh, Democratic Party, as they have in, you know, for 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 social democratic parties in in, in many many countries, and so that. That, that, but what was interesting in Pennsylvania was that a, a lieutenant governor by the name of John Fetterman, he he was very much a, a, a working class persona. I mean, he he campaigned in a hoodie and and sweatpants. He was just very down down to earth. He was from a small town. He was very he could really appeal to that. Whereas the, the Republican nominee was a, a, a multi millionaire uh, TV doctor who was. Uh, uh, just you know, very seen as very elite and out of touch. He didn't even live in Pennsylvania. He moved there from a neighboring state to run for Senate, and so um, he um, uh, and he got the nomination in large part because Trump uh, endorsed him. And so this was the one uh, Democratic pickup uh, in the Senate. Um, and I, I think it. it uh, um, but uh, but the Democrats really do need to do more to win back the uh, in general the 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 the, the uh, white working class vote. 
I think that they really need to, to, to have a more progressive economic uh, program. Otherwise, they're they're depicted as out of touch elitist. Uh, they're, they're as as secular, um, you know, upper 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 middle class uh, elites, and uh, you know the the Republicans can can try to portray themselves as the party of the working man because they believe in God and country and hard work and you know that, that give that kind of line, and uh, and I think it it, it, it you know behoo- I, you know I, I I have a slight bias here. I mean, I, I for ideological reasons, I wish the uh, Democratic Party was was. Took a more uh, a more social democratic, uh, more left kind of uh, uh, economic policy than they do. But I also think it would be smart politics, frankly, because I think it's, that's what they need to do to win back the uh, white working class vote. Could you um, talk about who were the Republicans who tended to lose in this election, and how did the Republican Party do in state governorships and secretaries of state? Because it's states that really control who can vote, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, we have 50 different states with 50 different sets of election laws. And uh, the, um, especially when it comes down to the Electoral College and other, other and, and for that matter, counting the votes, a lot of power is rested in the governors and, and in many states, what they call the Secretary of State is, of course, very different than the Secretary of State on the national level, who's essentially a foreign minister. But in terms of the uh, on the state level, the Secretary of State is someone who, um, among other things, uh, is in charge of elections. And in a number of key uh, governorships and races for Secretaries of State in a number of states, you had these far right wing Trump backed election deniers who basically insisted that uh, Trump should have won and essentially pledged that if they, well, they were elected, did. they, they would They insisted Trump. that he did win, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they insist that he won. And they essentially pledged, since it's likely Trump will be running again, that they will make sure that he does win regardless of what the actual votes are. I mean, this is where the real threat of democracy came in. The good news is that there's one, there's, there's a one or two races that are yet to be called, but in all the ones that have been called, um, you know the the, uh, the the Democrats won. That the the far right wing Republicans were defeated, and so and this is a this is a very uh, uh, important um, victory for democracy. I mean, however you may think about Democratic policies versus Republican Party policies overall, that the the, the fact that these election deniers who were you know, you know were semi openly uh, being willing to uh, rig the outcome of future elections if they got in charge uh, were indeed defeated. How is this election going to affect the Republican Party? Well, I think we're going to see a lot more divisions. I mean, a lot of Republicans are very upset at Donald Trump uh, for pushing, uh, for, for endorsing some far-right candidates, uh, many of whom had a lot of personal baggage <laughs> as well as... Uh, um, uh, uh, as as well as you know, kind of uh, too far right and ideological uh, agenda. I mean, uh, some of these people were just so uh, wacko. I mean, we have one uh, one one uh, 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 nominee who's a, a former uh, star player in American football, you know, who ran on a hard right platform about defending the family and God and Christian values and opposing abortion. It was revealed that he pressured two former girlfriends to have abortions and paid for them, and that he had fathered several children uh, outside of wedlock even while he was married. And I mean, yeah, th- th- things like that. I mean, it's been it's been pretty pretty bizarre. Um, but you know, the 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 fact is is that there there the, a number of Republicans are upset that uh, thanks to Trump, some of these uh, not very strong candidates uh, were nominated, and had they you know. Uh, um, 
nominate a more mainstream conservative Republican uh, that they would have won. So there's going to be a lot of uh, battle within the Republican Party between the uh, Trump supporters and the uh, and, and other Republicans, especially since Trump may very likely be uh, uh, announcing his intention to run again uh, very soon. Do you think we should think again about trying to find what we have in common, particularly economic equality? Yes, I mean, I think as long as, you know, we, we are um, the choice in the United States is between a, uh, a right-wing party that is very much, you know, supporting the um, the interest of the wealthy, uh, of the elite, and uh, tries to get back on push-button uh, uh, cultural uh, issues versus a, a neoliberal party, uh, which is one that is is somewhat more distributive in its ideological uh, outlook, but uh, still, you know, remains opposed to universal health care like every other country has that, uh, you know, has, has uh, been unable to bring, you know, a paid family leave or, you know, uh, or any uh, many, many of the uh, other basic programs that the vast majority of uh, advanced industrialized democracies uh, uh, take for granted that it's going to, um, and that, uh, you know, that is many people are not going to see there is a, that much of a choice. And so uh, I, I really, really do think that, uh, you know, that, that this underscores what I was saying about how the mm-hmm. Democrats uh, would would uh, would actually do better if they if they moved to the left on economic issues and really stressed, uh, you know, the, the fact that the, the the Republicans, despite their populist rhetoric, are are, are very, very much in, 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 in the hands of, of the wealthy. I mean, if you look at their economic policies, mm-hmm. they want to slash taxes uh, for for the wealthy and for uh, corporations isn't they it, they want yeah. to isn't uh, it important to, to actually raise actually, taxes for the poor and eliminate programs that people are uh, are are dependent shouldn't on shouldn't we try um, to respect the people we want to represent i mean i didn't yeah, i yeah, noticed and, that, and I, think, I noticed that fratterman did not call his opponents deplorables the people who didn't vote yeah. for him he didn't say that they deplorable or super crime crims like Clinton. Yeah, I mean, there, there really are some elements among, uh, you know, certain you know, middle class uh, liberals uh, that do have a rather condescending uh, view towards uh, 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 working class Americans um, and who are, um, um, who do not, who, who um, uh, you know, who are dismissive of, of, of certain, uh, uh, you know, traditional values and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm personally... Uh, support abortion rights, but you know there are some very good, sincere people who do have moral objections to abortion, and 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 to to, to insist that they are all a bunch of right wing misogynists that hate women is probably an unfair um, uh, characterization. And and similarly, you know to um, you know to to uh, to uh, assume uh, the, the worst of other people's uh, you know, intentions and and to uh, dismiss them simply as stupid or dupes or whatever uh, is, is not is not helpful and i think that uh, it it really would uh, you know behoove uh, um, certain leaders of, of the democratic party uh, to to you know to be more uh, respectful and to uh, to reach out more and uh, and 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 acknowledge there could be some differences on certain uh, um uh, uh, you know, cultural issues uh, or, or, or certain moral issues, but that on fundamental things about people's economic well-being, that uh, the, the Democratic Party is a much better alternative than the Republicans. The Republican Party, while some of them resent Trump and resent the ex- uh, election deniers, 
But have, have they changed them? Have they, for instance, they still wish to suppress votes, basically, don't they? Oh, yeah, very, very much so. This I is mean, really important even that, the, that, the... Even the, without Trump, not even without Trump, the, Dem- the Republican Party has moved well to the right. I mean, Ron DeSantis, who's a big rising star in the Republican Party, uh, he's the governor of Florida. He, he's seen as likely Trump's uh, biggest rival. Uh, for the uh, 2024 Republican uh, uh, nomination, he has done much to suppress votes. He has used a lot of, of, of racist, anti-immigrant uh, rhetoric. He has taken a whole number of undemocratic uh, uh, moves to, uh, uh, you know, to, to fire democratically elected um, uh, uh, district attorneys, to uh, uh, bring in special police, to arrest. Uh, people, primarily uh, uh, young black males who who, who claims have voted illegally, uh, to have uh, made it uh, illegal for elementary school teachers to talk about uh, um, homosexuality or even acknowledge they may have a same-sex partner, uh, who have um, pushed, uh, who, who punish uh, corporations um, simply because they may have a progressive position uh, regarding LGBTQ rights or, or, some, or, or, or some other things that it disagrees with. I mean, the, the authoritarian tendencies in the Republican Party are not just Trump. In fact, what's scary is that Trump is such a buffoon in certain ways and, 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 and is so, you know, you know, so, so nutty in, in a lot of ways um, that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that a lot of people um, you know, can see that and are would not be tend to support them. But people like the, the, the other the other Republicans, uh, Ron DeSantis, Tom Cotton, uh, 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 Ted Cruz, others who are actually you know smarter in a lot of ways don't come across as ex- extreme in, in, in certain in certain ways because they come across more respectable and 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 less uh, narcissistic and that kind of thing. But whose policies are just as dangerous. In fact, they're at least as dangerous because they don't, they're not, they don't come across as such uh, idiots. And so, you know, this is, so we really are, even if Trump was out of the picture altogether, I would still argue that uh, yeah, U.S. democracy is in jeopardy um, with the, uh, with the, the, the rise of the, the, the far right within the Republican Party. Should Biden stand again? He's getting older. And if not, who should the Democrats nominate? And if he does stand, who should be forward as vice president? Well, you know, Biden is close to 80, and which is the oldest president the United States has had. Um, he's not a particularly um, uh, popular uh, president. And so uh, um, most Democrats, uh, according to polls, you know, while certainly be willing to vote for him against any Republican, uh, are saying that they hope he does not run. And that's certainly how I feel. I mean, I've never okay. particularly liked uh, Biden myself, I and mean, he was a big supporter of the Iraq War and uh, Israeli and Moroccan occupations and other positions that I, I, especially in foreign policy, that I find problematic. And he's generally been, uh, uh, you know, I, again, more neo, more of a neoliberal, okay. or I tend to lean more towards the social democratic wing well, of the party. Okay, but Bernie Sanders uh, is probably too old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bernie probably won't win, win, run again. And I mean, they're, they're, but they're. Uh, a, a number of, of people who that, that that may run. It depends on if Biden uh, runs uh, for re-election. I think it's if he runs for re-election, uh, he, he, he probably will not have a particularly uh, a strong challenger because um, you know most Democrats saying, "Oh, we have to have unity at all costs in order to to stop Trump." If he doesn't run, it's going to be a wide open field. There are going to be a lot of people uh, uh, running. Um, one. Uh, um, uh, you know, one one person a lot of people are talking about who's who's quite popular, 
and who, who ran surprisingly strong in the 2020 primaries is Pete, Pete Buttigieg, um, who is currently the Secretary of Transportation uh, in the uh, Biden administration. His, his actually the highest office was the mayor of a mid, mid-sized city in Indiana, uh, but he, he is incredibly smart and uh, um, and is very uh, and, and is, is you know uh, um, slightly more liberal than, than than Biden, but not by a big, but not by a, a whole lot. Um, he has he has a lot you know, a, a lot of credi- credibility uh, because of his his intelligence. He speaks like six languages. Uh, he's uh, has some very interesting policy views. He's a gay man, which is kind of interesting. He's also quite young. Uh, he's barely forty. Uh, but he, he has a lot of support. Vice President Kamala Harris would certainly be a strong um, a candidate as well. She's not been quite that popular as a vice president, uh, but by, by both measures, she is, she is quite uh, uh, competent. Um, she is a former senator from uh, California of mixed uh, Jamaican and Indian ancestry. And um, there are, and my, my, my personal favorite is Elizabeth Warren, uh, who's a senator from uh, Massachusetts, who uh, it would be probably most progressive uh, in a candidate running, a, a former uh, a professor at Harvard uh, who has uh, you know, a, a taken a lot of you know, very progressive social democratic type positions uh, that uh, would probably you know, get the same kind of support that uh, Bernie Sanders and other people in the left uh, wing of the party uh, had, had gotten. But everybody's waiting right now to see uh, what, um, what Joe Biden will do. And, and he'll probably give a pretty, right now, it sounds like he's leaning towards running again. I, th- I think things will be uh, clearer in the next month or so about that. Okay. What are your hopes for the United States? Be, I mean, um, do you think young people will become more involved? Yeah, well, I, I think uh, you know, despite the um, the stereotype that uh, people who are uh, um, you, know, young, you know younger people get more conservative when they age. Uh, the data shows that the positions that people have in their years at 18 to 30, you know, are, are, tend to be ones that they stick with. I mean, uh, just um, and many people, uh, just about as many people go from right to left as they do left to right. I mean, some people moderate their positions. One, one may have been a Marxist or anarchist while at university, but then, you know, be more of a social democrat as you get older. But, you know, people will generally... Uh, be uh, I, I, I think that the fact that you have this big bulge of, of, of left-wing opinion, I mean, amazing thing is the majority of 1830-year-old Americans have a more positive view of socialism than capitalism. That, that's never been the case in U.S. history. And I, I think we'll see this, this kind of trend continue, especially as the United States, States gets more and more diverse. We're going to be a majority-minority country within 25 years. And, uh, and people of color... Uh, do tend to to, to 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 be more progressive than white people in, in the United States, and I think um, so. The the in, in the longer term, you know, the the the, the electorate, the, the populace of the United States will definitely be moving uh, more to the left. I think we very well could be a social democracy uh, eventually, but uh, this is why the Republicans are so desperate to hold on to power. This is why they are into suppressing the vote. This is why they're into denying. Uh, elections and embracing a more authoritarian kind of ideology because they know they cannot win on their positions, which are becoming increasingly uh, unpopular among younger voters. Their base of support is is literally dying off, and uh, you know those who who want to take the country in a more progressive direction, uh, that demographic is 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 getting bigger. So you're hopeful in the long run. Yes, I am. But we, we were looking at some very, uh, and it's, it's next next several years, or, or, or this next decade is going to be a, um, 
a, a very difficult time uh, in the um, in the United States. Um, uh, and I I am um, I am um, really hope I can see a, 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 a country that does go in that more progressive direction. Um, uh, otherwise, I, I I will be moving back to New Zealand. Okay, well, thanks a lot for coming on, and uh, I uh, I hope you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Great, thanks, Stephen. That was great. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good discussion. Actually, that was the first time in a while I've had any hope for the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got to be a help. Take care. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.